0: I can't remember the last time we did a foul papers.
1: I can't remember how to be funny, Ash, I'm afraid. Um, 2020 has killed my, <laughs> my sense of humour.
0: Well, um, <laughs> I feel the same way, because I don't think we've done one of these in 2020. So no. we're going to be rusty. If you... Uh, I've forgotten how it goes. Basically, I, I read poetry at you and, and, and annoy you. Brilliant. So just to warm you up. Adam Barkley, dressed in khaki, hunting down his prey. Under moon muck and thistle, he blows through his duck whistle and whispers, "Come out and play." Oh, welcome back to is that the papers. End? That is, yeah, just a that, little. Oh, that's wow. just to remind everyone that you're still up to your old tricks. Despite <laughs> oh, that I, fuck, I'd,
1: I, I'd, I'd forgotten you'd been desperately trying to get a bit going where I ate birds for <laughs> like right. an entire year.
0: <laughs> I'm just, I, I'm just going to keep oh. feeding into it until it sort of comes true out of uh, yeah. Manifest Destiny.
1: I've completely lost my mind anyway, so could very could very well be on the way.
0: So um, a little menu for you since it's been so long, since we've done a foul papers. Uh-huh. Um, I've got a quiz, which oh. I'll do a little quiz. Oh, so much content. I've got a new look Goodreads League where I've streamlined oh, the Goodreads League.
1: God, I'd forgotten about the Goodreads League. That was yeah. a great
0: game. I've got a rap battle, which I'm a bit worried about.
1: Okay. What's, what have you, what have you said? <laughs> what have it's, you done? It's not
0: anything I've said. It's just, it requires me to do an accent that I'm bad at. Okay. I might ask for a few words of advice on the accent. Cause I think it's an accent. We all know it's a person we all know. So any, okay. when we get to that, I might ask you for a few pointers. Oh God. We've also got, but if that fails, we've also got a um, celebrity author who sent in a poem um to, so i've got that to read <laughs> to read out it's
1: like I, I i like the idea that we've we've maybe like found found the key to our, our p.o box after like eight months and this <laughs> yeah. is just the shit that's been lying in there it's,
0: it's been piling up throughout 2020 <laughs> we should get a foul papers p.o box because then i wouldn't have to write as much
1: Oh, so, so Simon Armitage can yeah, post can, us his his correct. own shit. <laughs> I'm so
0: glad you brought up Simon Armitage. <laughs> I've, I know
1: I've, I've, I've been reminded by this email you have sent me.
0: Well, he's um, we're gonna hear how he's been doing in lockdown, okay. and then uh, to wrap things up, we've got a murder detective mystery with a Christmassy twist. Would you remember
1: that time you did that that one-off mystery after we did the Chandlers? Oh yeah, that was great. That was- one of the best bits of content we've ever done.
0: Well, that's a shame because I haven't got one of those. But um,
1: well, that's fine. I'll just I'll just make everything else look worse in comparison.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'll try and dust off another interactive murder mystery for you for oh, the new year. Fantastic. We'll kick twenty twenty one off with a bang. Do you want to start with a, a, a just a very simple quiz? It's a reheated Absolutely. quiz. We've done it before. Um, <laughs> over lockdown, which of the following authors got the fattest? Oh dear. James Fatterson. Okay. Philip Fulman. <laughs> Ian McTewin. Uh, the fantasy author Branded Sandwiches. Sally Ballooney.
1: Oh, oh, that's terrible.
0: I just wanted a woman. I just thought it was a bit <laughs> sexist not to have a fat woman in the quiz. <laughs> okay. Richard Flan, again. Enjoys Carol's Oats or Deepak okay. Chomper.
1: Brilliant. All of those are... Reprehensibly bad, potentially <laughs> offensive. Yeah. That's exactly the content that you've been we're back on track, dreaming up with on the trip yeah. through 2020. Fantastic!
0: So, you've got to add Like, oh, there's who, an answer. Who do you reckon's got the fattest, yeah. Um, I know you've God. forgotten all of them.
1: I've forgotten all of them. Um, Ian, Ian McTuin,
0: it was actually Richard Flan again who okay. who said on Twitter, lockdown day 142. Guess what Richard's having for tea?
1: Flan again. Great. That's it. This is eight months. (laughs) Eight months in the oven, that joke.
0: (laughs) Um, We have had a poem sent in. By Simon Armitage, potentially. No, it's actually by, you know, the um, hard man of Scottish literature, (laughs) Irvin Welsh.
1: Oh, yes. My neighbour. Yep.
0: Is he your neighbour?
1: He lives down there somewhere.
0: Does he? Well, he's, he's like the tough guy of, of Scottish letters.
1: He's hard on Twitter. I think hard in his up,
0: poems as well.
1: He grew up a lot of, around a lot of hard people, but I cannot yeah. testify to how hard he himself actually is.
0: Well, maybe he can testify for himself in this poem he sent in to the Ear Read This PO box. Do you want me to read it for you?
1: Uh, no, but I know you're
0: going to do it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> when I see a sugar plum, I just want to snuggle one. After only a look at one, Irvin's a pervin. Oh give me my sugar plum, then give me another one, 'cause I've an urgin to be splurging on sugar plum bay. There I can tug on one, cuddle one, suck on one. Irvin's turnin' disturbin, the sugar plums say. Tucked up with my sugar plum, I say pucker them, my lucky one, and give Irvin some Lervin the sugar plum way.
1: Not even one. Not even one reference to heroin, or a hanging, or a stabbing, or a glassing,
0: and yet somehow uncompromising as ever. Should we do a new look Goodreads? Sure. I was I was trying I was reboot rebooting the idea because are we workshopping
1: time, this workshopping this live?
0: Well, no, I've done a bit of workshopping, but as long as you're okay with uh, the concept, um, Let's I was hear just it. trying to cut out the live maths.
1: I hate it. It's terrible. It's a
0: terrible... Mass it is. (laughs) Um,
1: Okay, so we did a a lot of calculations would end up on recording, yeah.
0: Yeah. So what I thought was, as a way of cutting that out and also having a bit of a trip down memory lane, seeing what we do remember and what we don't, I thought we'd just do the episodes, the books from the episodes we've done together. Sure. Because we've been doing this for over two years now, you know. Fuck
1: Christ alive. I
0: know. <laughs> 2 years of content.
1: Fuck me. To be fair, one of them has been this year, which has barely felt like a
0: year. True. So I thought we'd go right back to the beginning and um talk about Lincoln in bit. the Bardo. No, we'll skip that one, I think, cuz we didn't do an episode on that and we have told the story, I think, on a previous podcast. The Great Lost Episode. <laughs> we'll just call it the lost episode. I think Christmas Carol <laughs> is the great lost
1: episode. The great lost episode.
0: But we'll go back to the beginning, we'll talk a little bit about what we remember, and then we'll guess what the Goodreads rating of each book is.
1: Really? Oh, that's a good idea.
0: Um, so we just have to do a Scout's honour that we won't look at it, but I, I don't care that much, to be honest. Um, Me neither. <laughs> so, so we'll guess what the Goodreads score is, and we'll just do the calculations all off air, so there's not faddying around. I
1: am, I am game.
0: As I'm sure you, re- you remember, the first episode we actually talked about a book. Together was the driver's seat by Muriel Spark.
1: It was two and a half hours
0: or something stupid. So long. It was actually only an hour and a half, but well, actually we probably recorded for two and a half hours. Um, we.
1: I have a lot to say about the driver's seat, and I think I said all of it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's. I think it's still one of the longest, if not the longest, episode, and it's just us two talking. There isn't any extra bits edited <laughs> Nope,
1: that is. I think before before we learned how that brevity is the soul of wit. And also no. two and a half hours on a book that is a, not that much longer than *Christmas Carol* is potentially too long.
0: Put it this way: if we'd read it out loud, it wouldn't have taken as long as the no, episode. No, that's very true. Yeah. Um, which speaks
1: to which speaks to Muriel Spark as a writer, but I'm not going to start actually talking about driver's seats because <laughs> we'll be here all night.
0: We'll do another Muriel Spark though, because I've recently read Definitely. some more. So. Um, oh, what have you read? Uh, I read The Public Image this year, Ooh. Um, which was really good and made me think of you because we talked about the Lynchian qualities of yes. um, driver's seat and p- The Public Image is that and some. I mean, I don't know if you've read yeah. it, but it's about a, an actress whose role blurs with her real personality. It couldn't get more yeah. Lynchian if it tried. Um,
1: it is basically Lost Highway.
0: I think... If memory serves, we said it's basically Lost Highway about about, <laughs> about driver's, driver's seat, <laughs> yeah, um, or maybe you just <laughs> talked fondly about Lost Highway for ages. Um, Probably. Anyway, anyway the, are we times. trying to guess? Yeah. Um, what's
1: What's the Goodreads rating for Driver's Seat?
0: Shall I go first,
1: and then? Shall we Shall, shall we talk about why Why we think it might be those ratings?
0: Yeah, well? I, I think that Muriel Spark is as popular as she's ever been.
1: I also think that people will be coming straight off the back of reading Jean Brodie and will not be expecting the driver's seat.
0: So you think the fact that she's a versatile writer might work against her?
1: I think the fact that some people will pick up Jean Brodie and go, I like Jean Brodie, I'll have some more of that, please, and Mm. then picked up the driver's seat and gone, what the hell is this?
0: Yeah, that is a good point. But I hope that puts us at odds, because that makes it exciting for, for an opening match. I'm going to go... Think, yeah. I think we should do it to two decimal points, by the way, because that's how yes, the reads... because I think,
1: I, I think the one thing that works against us in the Goodreads League, you know, it's all, with all online ratings, Yeah. that people who love something will give it five, and people who hate something will give it one. Nobody really can, can... No one can really describe what makes a three-star book. So I think your ratings will end up either heavily weighted one way or the other, and I think, my guess anyway... Is that we're going to be talking between four and five?
0: Yep. I but would. I think
1: a four, But I think a four point two and a four point nine. When you're talking about decimal points like that, that could be like five hundred thousand people yeah. fighting over whether it's a four point two or a four point nine. You know.
0: Well, I'll lay my cards on the table. I'm going to go yep. high, and so I'm okay. going to say four point nine one.
1: okay oh my god we really are doing decimal points i'm going to still aim high but i'm going to aim the lower end of high Mm -hmm. because i think you'll have a lot of people not prepared for the fact that muriel spark is actually a surrealist writer yeah and i'm going to say 4.79
0: Okay, this is a very small window. Can you imagine if it's like a 1? <laughs>
1: if it's if it's if 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 it's a 1, I'm quitting book podcasts because clearly I've I'm so out of touch that I no longer understand the industry.
0: Well, I will do the relevant maths off air and yep. we will um continue this little ver- version I'm already prefer this to our previous. <laughs>
1: this is much briefer condition. and yeah. Brief, brief is good. I think.
0: Briefer and a more on-topic, being in the Eerie Disc canon, so we know what we're talking about a bit, and we can actually you remember. Do actually would you have remember
1: when you had a say. whole, you, you had a whole bit about the canon being an actual canon?
0: Oh yeah, and you fired it.
1: I've, I can't remember where that joke came from or went, but we definitely. I know did. it. I
0: know it ended with a cannon being fired, and I think. Did, it, did you ever you, actually
1: use canon sound effects in it?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. That was a good joke.
1: We were so much better at this back in the
0: day. Well, we need to warm up on 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 Foul Papers, we do. but you know, may, maybe a trip to Simon Armitage's shed will will help us out. So um, Simon is obviously going through lockdown as well, and so he's just sent us a recorded message to let us know how he's getting on because he's, he's turning into a bit of a regular contributor, but obviously we haven't heard from him in a while. Um, so I'll just uh, I'll just play the recording. Hello, I'm Simon Armitage, captain of poetry. Now it's a a very different Christmas for all of us, Uh, usually round about now I'd be getting me tree up, building a Santa's grotto and putting on a big white fake beard before waiting till night time and heading into town with me gun. But But alas, this year festivities will be much reduced it's been a bugger of a year all round, and on a personal note, just last week my gutter's sprung in Big House, so I've had to relocate all my poetry shite to the shed. So today, in lieu of my usual Christmas bulletin and gun skills, I thought I'd give you all a tour of my shed as a way of reflecting on how humbled we all are by the year that was, 2020. Right, first shelf, this is my gold sword for being Poet Laureate. Uh, Queen gave it to me herself With a bit of a chuckle She's a, she's a right foxy lass, Queen And said, Simon, I, I'm sure you'll make good use of this You look a bit fucking useful And word down Boggs is Armitage shanks I was like, alright, yeah, who's, who's told you that then? I'd shank you right now if you didn't have that Big old suit of armour on You gobby bin <laughs> Anyway Swords <laughs> so lovely Moving along, this is me gun um, there's my other gun. Actually, rest of all that shelf's just guns. Um, some sentimental shit. That's uh, this is a funny story. This is a severed ovid depositor. Um, I, I ripped <laughs> I ripped this off a lizard that was giving me a bit of grief. <laughs> but um, you have to be a Patreon subscriber to find out the backstory about that. Uh, this is some of me wigs, uh, some of me disguises, and um, oh, and uh, here is me uh, me stuffed ferret harriet say hello harriet hello harriet and me uh we've been spending lockdown rehearsing uh basically basically oh no all right, go on then love you tell it no it's your story i've talked to them enough honest bet time for a feminine touch
1: well with lockdown like everyone else i've been going completely stir crazy simon does all right but he's a bit self-contained man whereas i'm more
0: well she's the doer
1: and he's the thinker. So anyway, he noticed I was a bit quiet. All my classes were cancelled. Spin, yoga, ceramics, ferret club.
0: And that's your entire social life, isn't it? Well, not not quite. Uh, still, a huge impact on your well, mental well-being, Harriet.
1: Yeah, for sure. So I said to Simon, why don't we do something together? I wasn't meaning theatre at the time, but you know, things had just evolved. And I could tell, as it got later in the year, Simon was getting down too, you know, when he realised he wouldn't be able to spend Christmas going out with his gun. I think you took that quite hard, didn't you, Simon?
0: Yeah, I thought I was sort of grieving.
1: So anyway, what started as a simple reading group became a two-handed theatre company. And we perform on Zoom every single weeknight, just the two of us. Classics, mainly. But Simon's been revamping them, giving them an Armitage flavour.
0: Yeah, so we did Oedipus.
1: I played his mum. Yeah. But Simon's version was a bit different from what the kids get taught in
0: school. My Oedipus was Northern and a cunt. We've done most of
1: the major Greek plays and now we're doing some more moderns. Chekhov, Beckett.
0: And my favourite, Ibsen. Uh, we're doing Pia Gint next, except it's going to be a sort of Northern and we're just going to call it ear Twat.
1: That's the first week of New Year and we've been amazed by the feedback.
0: Who'd have thought a middle-aged poet... And a stuffed ferret. It just works. <laughs> so... <laughs> So maybe there's a message for all of us in there uh, in there somewhere eh we can make the most of very little. I think that's true and very important. Still I'll be glad to go back to the gun next year. <laughs> would you um would you like to hear a rap battle?
1: Uh like isn't really the word I get to use <laughs> in these situations.
0: Um you can tell how long ago I wrote this. By who the rap battle is between? It's it's Doctor Johnson versus Hunter S. Thompson. Oh
1: God, when did we do? When did we do Hunter S. Thompson? Like last year?
0: Well, the last time we spoke about either of them was definitely last That's year. Okay. But um, yeah, um, I'm a bit worried about my Hunter S. Thompson accent.
1: Uh, okay, are you not? Are you not strong on your American accent?
0: I'm not strong on my American accents. I tried it and I sounded a bit like Homer Simpson. Well, I mean, um, I also appreciate that. Okay. So you'll just assume that when I say this is Hunter S. Thompson's verse, that it's just pretty much how we would talk.
1: Yeah, sure. um, I'll, I'll suspend my disbelief.
0: So I'm asking you to imagine an arena in which Doc, uh, Dr. Johnson, who's going first, is squaring off with Dr. Hunter S. Thompson. Yep. Here we go. Into the ring steps the king of the lingua, sinking my opponents when I sling them a zinger. They can't handle all the thinking I'm flinging, all dancing, all singing, big dictionary swinging, <laughs> Dr. Johnson! The OG OED bitch, you really want some? You muckracking hack in a hat, you're incompetent. I'm the father of the language you found, I'm old enough to be your continent. Befriended the finest minds of my time, I led one big jolly sect. You had summers biking with rapists and spent time with Johnny Depp. <laughs> I mean that guy, Christ, what do you have in common, set mumbling to fuck and pretending to write? Your style was infantile with those drawings and dots and platitudes, ink splotches and flotsam. Do you type with a shotgun? You've got a hyperbole problem. Fear and loathing in Las Vegas? You lightweight. Try visiting Scotland. Now I'm being cruel, I know your brain's on the fritz and that you'd rather duel with pistols than with wits, so bring it on. I got my flint cock cocked at you, punk. This Johnson comes strapped like he's all out of spunk. Go back to the books to get the betterment of me. I'm a man of letters. You're just a boy on LSD.
1: God, I'd forgotten. I'd forgotten how these went. <laughs> oh, amazing. Well, that was... So that was Dr. Johnson. So,
0: um... So, old white man... Old number dead two. Old white man number two shuffles up. Here we go. Oh! Get away from me, you scruffy swine. Oh, that's good. If it wasn't for these bats, I'd hack out your damn spine. Johnson, you're a monstrous, widow-fiddling prig with the body of a washerwoman, spig. Welcome to the wiki wiki wild wild west. Check your spelling and your wiki style address. Your tourette's ridden pest were best off free to you. What you wrote out by hand, I can wick a Wikipedia. You picked the wrong cantankerous yank to fight, see, and you regret you came here like a wank at a crime scene. Boswell, old Boswell, I'll take on the two of you. Beat it till there's nothing left but a fluvia. Go gather definitions while I hunt for the truth. You wrote the rule book. I blew it up. Poof. That was good. It's a little bit
1: Elvis. I like the I like I like the crime scene ejaculate joke as well. That's a good one.
0: I felt a bit like Elvis though. I felt like I was doing a bad Elvis impression. You
1: were about to your heart was about to give out.
0: Oh, it was a little bit sort of like.
1: <laughs> you know what? I missed these. I missed it.
0: Oh, good, good. Well, we're getting into the bath slowly, but I, I want. I've got some plans for twenty twenty one. I think <laughs> um, uh, they'll get a bit more pr- pro. Um, speaking of crime scenes if you refer to your text your hymn book for this christmas um you'll <laughs> you'll find your next little scene i refer to the, um, the term if i refer
1: to the terms of my parole uh
0: i don't know if you remember but um richard woof our sometimes correspondent had um begun to write a crime series featuring you and him as two crime a crime f- fighting duo yes. called barclay and woof
1: we thought we thought he was dead
0: you hoped he was dead i think but he was just in a very severe Uber crash, and so he stopped doing pieces for us and instead written this crime series. So, um, uh, yes, I'll just hand over to him and um, break a leg, mate. The crime scene was a high-ceilinged dining room in Edinburgh's Newtown. Important, high-powered men lived in the area. I could tell just by licking the walls. But today, it wasn't the living that concerned me. It was the dead. Christ, I said. What a mess. "'Sure is,' said Barclay, my Scottish side boy, looking pale as he surveyed the wreckage. "'Well, Barclay,' I said, "'God knows who killed him, but it looks like he put up one hell of a fight.'"
1: Oh, "'That's a sausage, sir. The body's over here.'"
0: <laughs> "'Ah, rookies. You have to love them, even when they're as thick as their porridge and about as good-looking.'" "'Barclay, Barclay, Barclay,' I said, pulling a small fingercloth over the sausage.'" What you're saying is our homicide just became a double homicide.
1: Uh, Right you are, sir. Do you think I might be excused? I'm feeling rather queasy.
0: Probably hungover, I thought, what with it being Christmas and him being Scottish. He looked rougher than a spaniel's plans for New Year's. Just had
1: a few too many beers last night, I think. Christmas Eve and that. Do you mind if I wait in the car?
0: But at that very moment, my well-trained detective's eye fell upon the body I had just stepped on the face of. He was a white male. A white male goose. As I bent down to examine the body, I asked my partner, what kind of maniac would do this to a goose?
1: God knows, sir. You sure it's not a suicide? Rough time of the year and all that.
0: Suicide, Barkley? He's been strangled with a silk stocking. Thought you of all people would have noticed that. They're the exact same silk <laughs> stockings I encouraged you to wear to feel more sensual. Plus, look at all these other injuries and tell me it's not a crime of passion. Bite marks on the wing, the beak, and the nipples. God, why do they always bite the nipples? Like I said, the best bit. What was that, Barclay? I didn't say anything. Well, Barclay, I hope you didn't have any Christmas plans, because this is a real humdinger.
1: Surely it's a bit beneath us, sir. What with it just being a goose?
0: It's 2020, Barclay. That kind of talk is no longer acceptable. Now, we're going to catch this pervert... His goose is cooked. Oh, never eat them cooked. What, what was that, Barkley? Uh, nothing, sir. And then Christmas music fades in as really? we leave the two detectives to um, crack another case.
1: I'm glad I got paid scale for that one. That was definitely yeah. a paycheck gig, that one, I think.
0: Who do you think would, would do, perform such savagery on, a, on an innocent bird?
1: Who knows? It's Ugh. beyond my ken, I think. We'll I never guess,
0: know. I guess we'll just have to wait till the next episode <laughs> of Barkley and Woof. We'll
1: have to wait until the next half-cocked bird-eating joke goes off. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly, <laughs> which always forgets whatever the canon the current canon of bird-eating jokes is and just starts again
1: <laughs> in an attempt that maybe this will be the one that finally cracks cracks the yolk.
0: Exactly.